Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Cody, the 2022 season is officially underway. Spring game in the books, recruiting in the books, staff in place, a ton to talk about. And just really looking forward to seeing what happens this summer and going into fall and getting this thing kicked off um, with uh, with Morgan State here in the the 2022 season. Um, but uh, in the meantime, we're back. Got to talk is back. Uh, Matt here uh, joined at least for one at episode. least for one episode, and then we'll probably have <laughs> <laughs> a huge. Uh, break again um you know busy time of the year don't get too yeah, excited don't get too excited um busy time <laughs> of the year a lot going on um cody you still got three kids or are you growing on that or yeah. uh yeah still got still, three okay. kids uh, have not lost them yeah, yet right. and we have not added another there one so we're still at three there you go um and and i both both of us building houses i think right now uh, yeah, we're very beginning, like, like very, very beginning. So no, no groundbreaking yet. Like we had at the, uh, well, IPF you're doing the buy the land, today. build on land there in Statesboro. Yeah. I'm doing the more like yeah. cookie cutter. Like we buy a plot. Fan- yeah. Fantastic time for interest rates. Let me oh tell yeah. You. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so ecstatic of, of the timing of that, that we decided to buy a house in Colorado, um, which is California prices. So um yeah uh so that's going on work everything i mean it's been a busy time um but we did want to you know carve out some time and 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 talk about georgia southern football um at least have one episode here in the spring um probably you know sprinkle some in and in late summer and then certainly in the fall um but yeah i mean since the last time i had to go back and look (laughs) you know the the last time that, that we actually um recorded and and you know that a ton has happened so i mean the sun belt is bigger right it expanded since yes. last time we talked bigger and better um, we had spring uh recruiting <laughs> so we obviously covered uh you know the the fall recruiting which is the the, the main one now right but um we you know we signed our first four-star recruit and in, in, in the spring so that's that's exciting um, had a few coaching shifts i think uh the running back coach we didn't talk about because we had him leave, and then we got, you know, arguably maybe even a better one, um, and uh, so so that happened. And then obviously uh, spring practice and the spring game. Um, so we're recording this the night of the spring game on April twenty third, um, and uh, and yeah. So I, I guess we'll start with that, Cody. Um, you know, you were able to attend that with your family. Um, and, yes. Uh, yes. So I, before we get in, I guess to you know, the specifics of the game itself and our takeaways, um, just kind of explain at a high level, like the experience of, of, you know, first year of Clay Helton for spring game under, under his regime. Um, what was the atmosphere like? What was the crowd like? Um, and just overall experience. Uh, fantastic. Um, obviously they have the, the grass lot, um, which is I think green and yellow lots behind the stadium. Um, a lot of that, fenced off for the new indoor practice facility. Um, but the parking that did remain was pretty packed. I mean, honestly, we had to go all the way to the back because we got there right at start time um, to find really a place to park. So uh, to me, very, very good crowd. 
Um, and kudos to whoever had the idea of uh, having concessions with alcohol and water and all that stuff there. Uh, long overdue. Hopefully they made a, a decent amount of money so they can continue that um, in the next few years. But uh, no, I thought the, the atmosphere, the, the crowd, it was great. Um, I thought it was a fantastic crowd. I, I, I didn't really know kind of the, the expectations to have, um, but it seemed like the activities they had, punt, pass, and kick, barbecue, competition, um, kind of paid off. It brought in a pretty decent crowd, and hopefully um, they will continue to add to this day and, and you know, into this weekend as far as for spring game and maybe even grow it even larger. Um, but overall, fan-wise, I thought it was fantastic. It was great. Very relaxed, very um, non, just, you know, very nonchalant, just a great atmosphere. Fans were there. Fans were great. And uh, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's always a great time to go with the girls. Yeah, for sure. So uh, optics-wise, maybe even more fans were just as many as USC. Uh, as USC yeah. Had, right? <laughs> yes. I'm sure a, a lot of people saw those pictures on on Twitter of, uh, you know, first year under Lincoln Riley there, obviously the replacement for Clay Helton um, there in, in SoCal. And, uh, and, and, yeah, I mean, it was pretty sparse there um, in <laughs> – uh, uh, Probably the traffic, right? Stuck in traffic. Stuck in traffic or enjoying the beach day, you know, you know. Um, trolling on tr- uh, on Twitter, you know, that their, their fans were too no, too, no, too busy trolling the, the our Lakers, fans. The Lakers had a playoff game, right? I think so. No, yeah. no, they're not. No, no, they're not. Well, the they playoffs. have LeBron. No, the Clippers do. They have LeBron. They're not. No, I thought they were no, already in the no, championship. Not even the Clippers. Oh, okay, okay. No, 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 man. Suck. Them Dodgers though, right? World Series champs? No, 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 they're not World Series champs either. That's Atlanta. That, that so, is, that is oh, man, race. L.A. Yep. Gosh, just going down I quick. Know. What a what <laughs> just a terrible fan base. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> the, I mean, the troll jobs that they have done um, with with Helton and then our fans and just the back and forth and I mean you know we're relentless I mean it, you know it might be a small dog but we've got a bite to us we right? got a big bite and I'll tell you uh, that yeah um, but anyway not not to get super tangential here but the yeah so going back to the spring game talking about football now um, obviously you know it's blue white um, they do it different every year so with the, each coaching staff they're going to do a different score different. So basically the way, you know, this one worked was it was offense, defense, ones versus twos, right? So first team offense versus first, uh, second uh, string defense and then vice versa. So um, the white team, which was the first team offense, um, they – or I, I guess it was the first team offense and second team offense um, <clears throat> won 51 to 28. Uh, they scored 30, 31, 30, uh, 37 points in the first half. Um, I think in the first, what, four drives had touchdowns. Um, Calvin Trees looked really good, um, right? Uh, uh, quarterback transfer from, from University of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just I, I guess just kind of overall thoughts. We'll, we'll get into kind of the um, individual performances and stuff. But uh, overall thoughts, Cody, just on – the game itself. The the first thing that stood out to me, especially that first half when it was mainly ones and twos out there, was a there was not a whole lot of confusion. Everybody seemed to be uh, on the same page for the most part. Very few penalties. You didn't see you know a whole lot of false starts. You didn't see 
players really out of position. You didn't see receivers confused on routes. You didn't see quarterback confused with receivers. It was very smooth. Um, and that's probably my number one takeaway is that I kind of expect there to be a little bit more of some receiver issues, quarterback receiver timing issues, um, a little bit more kind of players not being in the right spot on defense or the offensive line, defensive line, you know, kind of false starts or jumping off sides there. But that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, almost as if the, these teams had had this system for the last two, three, five seasons. Yeah, not um, just not, five weeks. In, yeah. yeah, not just, you know, five weeks and, and you know, and so that's what I was most impressed with um, and felt that at least that gives me the best feeling going forward and the most confidence in going into the summer and into the fall practices in August. I agree. I mean, you know, obviously with spring games, you can't get caught up in score, right? I mean, you're playing against yourself. Correct. In, the, yeah. in this case, you're playing against your second string defense. So, of course, you're going to have the questions of, is the offense really that good or is our defense really that bad? And and we've certainly seen that, like, in the past where, where like, the defense uh, seemed to overperform and, and it was like, are, you know, are they really that good or is our, our offense that anemic? And it, it turned out that it, it, it was the latter. And, um, you know, so you can't get too caught up in that. You kind of have to look more – individual performances and those evaluations right just fundamental stuff so like the quarterbacks are they going through their reads um are they you know going through that uh, progression are they making the right throws are they um throwing behind a receiver too far in front are they sailing passes are they throwing into double coverage are the wide mm -hmm. receivers catching it <laughs> are they tipping it up um how do they look you know running after the catch same with running backs, right? Are they finding those gaps? What are the uh, the shifty moves look like? Um, you know, uh, the elusiveness. Uh, same with defense, right? Of of or just yeah. It's so it's it's really those individual kind of evaluations and not looking at it as a whole. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I I thought I agree with you. I I, I think the biggest takeaway was how crisp everything looked. Um, how cohesive it, it didn't look like they've just been doing this for a couple weeks. Um, it, it mm -hmm. looked like this is, is the offense that we've ran for a while. And yes, it, it might have been, I guess, semi uh, simplistic in play calling. I mean, certainly on the defensive side. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, offensively, I, I thought things were clicking pretty well. I mean, you saw Ventrice, yeah. you saw Connor Solgelski, uh, you know, spread the ball around. Um, a ton of different receivers had their name called, right, catching passes. Yeah, mm -hmm. Sam Kinnerson out there, former quarterback, catching a touchdown pass, making some other really good plays. Um, you had uh, – you know, one of the big standouts for me uh, was Jeremy Singleton. Um, so he, he had six uh, – caught six passes for 48 yards. Uh, this is the transfer, uh, six-year uh, transfer from University of Houston. Um, and I, I think he's going to be – I think he he's a big – He should be able to yeah, be a big part. I think so. Yeah, he should. And obviously um, Dur Derwin Burgess Jr., you know, we, we hyped yes. him up before. We, we expected big things from him last year, and I think in the opportunities he had, he – uh, you know, performed, but um, now certainly he's going to probably be a bigger part of the offense. Um, so excited for that. And then you had uh, Caleb Hood, 
um, which, you know, I've, I've preached on this, uh, on this podcast for a while now is that interme- intermediate passing game, right? Just being able to throw the ball in the middle of the field, in traffic, that 10 to 20 yard range, uh, right? Hit guys in stride. And I think both Sam Kinnerson and Caleb Hood did a great job in that slot receiver position Mm -hmm. um, catching balls in traffic. And I think that's going to be a huge, huge asset for us moving forward. Yes, getting athletes in space and letting them do their job. Um, That's going to be a big key. Uh, I think you also got to look in this. This group is going to be talked about a lot just because of the depth there, but the running backs looked very crisp today. I mean, they they looked really good. Um, Hitting holes, you know, making blocks i mean jalen white looked like a man out there he's rb1 i think i mean i think it's pretty clear um i mean obviously he's he was the the starter in the spring game i know that you know you can only read into that too much like so much but um you know i think we've all been waiting kind of for his chance to shine since he was recruited and obviously everybody you know by now knows the numbers that he put up in high school and um, really just yeah, seeing him be a bigger part of the offense. I think him with J, uh, with uh, Gerald Green, um, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be really exciting to watch. Of course, you have J.D. King coming off of injury um, at a depth there. We've got, you know, the four-star running back that I mentioned that we got in the spring. We got the kid from uh, South Georgia. I don't have his name off the top of my head, but the, the kid that ran for like five touchdowns, right, in, in the state championship oh, yeah. game. In state championship, yeah. I mean, depth, as always, right? I mean, it's, it's always going to be probably our deepest position. Um, I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, even with the new offensive philosophy. Um, but, yeah, just really excited to see uh, some of these guys, like the, the uh, Jalen Whites and Gerald Greens of the world, that um, shined when they got a chance, you know, in, in the last couple of years. But – um, to be to be those main guys, right, um, and, and get that platform, I think it's going to be really exciting. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think another thing, too, is you didn't see much confusion or really teammates, like, bickering or fighting with each other. Everybody seemed to be getting along really, really good, um, which is great. I mean, which would go along with them, you know, having the smoothness in the offense and the defense, not really a whole lot of arguing or bickering and um shows leadership throughout the the team on both sides of the ball i think um i don't know i I, I, as far as going from a quote-unquote triple option offense to to what we have now um so far everything is looking really really good out of this team i think so and i mean again going back to like the individual evaluation like i mean yes you can say like well maybe our defense is just that bad and like they weren't in good position and I mean, Coach Helton said after um, in the uh, post-game interview with media that, you know, the defense um, intentionally uh, was very simplistic, right, in, in their scheme. And, I mean, obviously we're breaking into the new scheme of the um, four two five 5 base defense. Uh, but, you know, as far as, like, the packages and um, – just what we were throwing at the offense, you know, was, was kept very, uh, simplified. Um, and Helton even said, you know, part of it was because we were on TV. I don't know if that's because they didn't want to like give away too much. Um, then yeah, that they begs wanna. a question, right. Yeah. Uh, to, to our competition, but then that begs a question, well, is offense, did they open it up? And, and I, I think obviously both. I mean, you don't expect to see the entire playbook. Um, number one, 
ushering in a new offensive defense. You don't expect to see the entire uh, playbook installed um, in the spring, but you also don't see it on display <laughs> because you don't want to give mm-hmm. away everything. But um, that being said, you know, like I think going back to like my original point of the receiver, the quarterback still has to make the pass and the receivers still have to catch the ball. You know, so like like that 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 was my biggest takeaway there. Like it it doesn't. I mean, you could take the defense off the field. You still have to have Vitrice and Sogeski and Cam hit these guys in stride and hit them in space, right? And and yep. and them still be able to catch the ball, which historically we haven't always done a great job of. Right? <laughs> um, so like that to me is kind of like take the defense out of it and just like look at those, you know, again, those fundamentals and mechanics and, and they were there, they looked really sharp. Um, so th- that was exciting. It is. It's very exciting. Um, obviously they had the halo and, and they didn't appear to be rushing or blitzing too much. So, um, but still you're right. It's very exciting. It's very promising. Um, but there's still a lot of work to be done. It's it's different ball game when oh, when yeah. when when the other team is blitzing and you're getting hit and and that's where the offensive line play right, yep. which obviously was the biggest question mark, and we've already kind of talked about and everyone else is like well aware of that you know probably at least on offense the unit that has the least amount of depth right trying to kind of build on that a little bit and and the portal. Um, have experience there, obviously lost some seniors, but, um, you know, have, have some experienced guys there, uh, but learning a new system, doing a lot more pass blocking, very different, doing more kind of gap play. Um, yeah, it's going to be an adjustment. So I thought for what it was worth, they did a good job and the quarterbacks seem to have plenty of time to throw, but like you said, halo on the quarterbacks. I mean, you could just tell the D-line wasn't going all out. I mean, they literally can't because if they were, you know, you can't slow yourself down when you're going, yeah. you know, 100 miles an hour at the quarterback. So, like, um, the the D-line play and then um, uh, byproduct of that, the O-line play, uh, I, I feel like it's probably a little misleading. And, and yeah, how much of an impact does that have on the whole picture? you know, to be determined, you know, yeah. so that, that, that's, that, that was kind of the role. I mean, yeah, they look good for what it was, but you know, it, it was very much like watching like NFL pro bowl game kind of, you know, <laughs> um, when it, when it comes to the trenches, you know, it was just kind of like, Oh, you know, I'll, I'll push you this way, push you that way. Like you saw a couple guys, you saw like an AJ Thompson get, get a quote unquote, you know, air quote sack, right. Of, of getting a hand, which, hand on the which quarterback. kudos and it to him been. for it chasing down been. Gerald Green. That yeah, was that right. was impressive. Well, that, yeah, and then I think I think uh, um, Ellis, you know, Justin Ellis got got mm-hmm. one. Um, so I mean, you saw a couple of guys like show their motor, um, but I think collectively you didn't just see like all hell break loose on, on the D line of them just like you know penetrating and like going after the quarterback because that's not obviously the the goal there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that still remains the biggest question mark. But again. Still got to throw the ball. And I know. It catch the ball, and we were able to do that we today do that in today. bunches, so that was good. Yep, 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 yep. So any other thoughts you have, anything else that, that stood out to you um, from the spring game that you were able to see? Um, No, not really. Um, 
Well, we we mentioned Najee Thompson. I mean, you talk about a guy that's so versatile. This has played like literally everywhere on the field, special teams, done whatever was asked of him. Um, he's defensive back now, right? And I I think I know he played some of that last year as well, um, but kind of full time committed to that now. And um, yeah, I, I'm really excited to see what he can do um, there, especially as we move to this um, four two uh, five. Uh, scheme Mm -hmm. um, and and base defense Um, we're obviously going to need all the help we can get (laughs) in the defensive backfield and I I think we have a lot of um, depth there and the um, you know we were talking about this off air Cody but I I think it's worth mentioning here is, is that you know with with that defense I think it's a good fit for us because, I mean, obviously we, we did, you know, the, the biggest issue on defense last year was the deep ball and, and getting burned and getting caught out of position. But I think having obviously five defensive backs on the field will help with that. Um, but also it's from a, a recruiting aspect, and a talent and depth aspect, I think it's easier to find, especially at the G5 level, um, quality defensive backs where it's harder to find those like stud linebackers um, at this or level. hybrid so, linebackers or or hybrid linebackers, yeah. So like I, I I think I'm excited about this defense under Will Harris. Um, you know I, I know they didn't and a tough dude apparently Holy tough Holy. dude holding the pads. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know and 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 he's a young guy and there's gonna be kinks to work out right, but like uh, you know I I I think. I think the defense is going to be solid. Um, I think, like, Co- I, I believe Coach Elton and that we showed very little today, kept it, it, kept it very simplistic, um, probably from both an install standpoint and a not-give-away-too-much standpoint, right? But I I, I, I like, uh, you know, I've got a good feeling about where this defense is going. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, still too early to say, you know, overall, but I it, things are trending in the right direction. Um, and, and all you can, that's all you want to see is, are we getting better each and every day? Are we getting better than what we were yesterday? Or are we going to get better tomorrow when we step out on the field? And it appears that that's what's going on. And, you know, time will tell when it comes to September, how that is against other teams, how it is against our opponents. Um, but we're getting better. And if we're getting better, then that's going to, I think that's going to result in good things come September not going to make any, you know, altering predictions here, but, you know, we should be a lot more competitive than what we showed last year. Yeah, no, we should. And, uh, you know, the the biggest difference here is that we have variety, right? We're a multiple offense. Like we can, we're not one dimensional. We can do different things. Um, you know, I, I think it's pretty clear that Calvin Treese is the starter, right, at, at quarterback. Um, obviously, anything can change during the summer and the fall, but, I mean, he's certainly the front runner, um, you know, and, and seems to have been, you know, the entire spring. Um, and he looked really good um, in, in the spring game. And uh, I think just the ability to still utilize our running back talent, um, but, yeah, unstack some of those boxes – and um and and just mix in passing you know <clears throat> with 
getting guys out in space, including the running backs. You know, we saw Gerald Green catch some balls right uh, out in space on the flat. We saw, um, obviously, uh, Mario Jones is a, a wide receiver now, but by him catching some balls. Um, so, and then I think the biggest thing is uh, and is uh, that intermediate passing game, like I said, with, uh, with Caleb Hood and Sam Kenderson. Um, I can't remember. Did I say that on air or did I say that <laughs> to you? Do you remember? I think you said it on air. I think so. Okay. Like up the middle. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so th- that to me is just the ability to move the chains. It's not just that deep ball that we relied on, right, so much um, in, in, in the past when, when we did put the ball in the air. But it's it's just it's that the the short passes right, and, and I'm not just talking about bubble screens. I'm talking about throwing the ball down the field, but for that like five to ten, ten to fifteen, you know, um, to keep to keep the linebackers honest, to yes. where they're not crashing and in, in shutting down the run game, and yes. and to open up, you know, the offense. Yeah, no, it's 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 using all space on the field instead of the five yard by 10 yard box that we try to utilize when we're running the option. No, it's, it's no. Yeah. We're using the entire length of the field width of the field and, and we're going to exploit it. If there's a hole there, we're going to try to see if we can put a player there in the ball and, and, and go. Yeah. Um, and I think that is going to be refreshing as, as scary as it may be to some fans that, that we're not, <laughs> we're not going triple option. I think this is probably it's the not also not air raid, right? Like no, what we no, saw today was an air raid. Like we saw so like it had concepts, good balance of runs, philosophies. Yeah. Yep. But it wasn't, you know, Mike Leach. You know, there wasn't the, the inner pirate was not out there today. <laughs> right. So so we had six hundred and seventy seven yards of offense, four hundred and nine passing, two hundred and sixty eight rushing. Right. Uh Vantrese had two hundred and seventeen through the air. Uh so guess he had ninety four. Um you know, so yes, I mean, obviously, uh, leaning more towards pass, at least in this one. I mean, two hundred and sixty-eight yeah. rushing yards was more than we had on average last year um, as a triple option team. Um, so, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, again, spring game. I don't expect these numbers every game, um, but it, yeah, it, we're it's it's not going to be Western Kentucky. You know, I, I like so. Let's ease every, everybody's fears there, um, and yeah, just being able to again utilize that quick passing game, utilize that up tempo, which I like to see, um, and finding our playmakers in space, but also being able to like thread the needle and throw the like, Caleb Woods and Sam mm-hmm. Kendersons and traffic, like you said, uh, to keep the linebackers honest that's going to open up the run game so much and you're going to see so you're going to see shades of 2014 and 15 with the you know Gerald Greens and Jalen Whites of the world um after we're able to do that consistently and keep those defenses honest guess what Boop. you know 70 yep. yard run like mm-hmm. that, that's going to happen so um yeah just just really excited i mean uh, again you can you can only judge on what you have to judge uh, for now, but I, I think we're progressing really nicely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think we're progressing definitely in the right direction. So let's move on to, I guess, probably the uh, other than the spring game, the biggest uh, news or announcement that happened since the last time we recorded, which was in uh, February, and that's 
schedule release combined with uh, new additions to the Sunbelt Conference, along with some drama <laughs> with uh, with Conference USA um, uh, playing the role of uh, the the jealous ex and not wanting to let go, um, <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, so I mean. Um, Obviously, adding four new teams. I mean, you know, we don't have to go in like super detail. I think most people listen to this will at least know that this is happening. But the four new teams, three from Conference USA and, and Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss, um, and then JMU uh, had their drama of their own, right? Um, yeah. Of getting out of FCS and the Colonial Athletic uh, um, Association, right? I guess uh, the CAA. Uh, getting out of that, um, again, also kind of jealous X. Um, and yeah, so just a lot of drama the last couple of months, Cody, um, when it comes to conference realignment. But as Coach Helton said, you know, today at, at the spring game, um, you know, the Sumbo Conference got stronger, where like all these other conferences yeah, are losing our, teams our division and, probably, and crumbling, you know, before our eyes. Um, yeah. And that's certainly the case, uh, you know, across the board for the Sunbelt Conference, but certainly in and possibly unfortunately for uh, for Georgia Southern in our division, right in the East Division, um, it's it's stacked. It was already stacked, already certainly the the best of the two in the Sunbelt, um, already arguably one of the best divisions in Group of Five. I think now it's not even a debate. I think we have the hardest. Yeah. division in group of five football um with Lose marshall short. old dominion and uh james madison all joining southern miss obviously the outlier there they're the one team um the one new uh sunbelt conference member to join the uh, western division so um and then we lose troy right so troy troy moves over um so yeah, I mean it's it's stacked, and and you know, uh, some out conference releases their schedule uh, shortly after Conference USA releases their schedule with the same teams on it. Um, so it's a whole thing, uh, but it's it got sorted out now. I mean, there's still lawsuits pending and all of this, but no, um, that got settled. Did it get settled? Yeah, yeah. it got settled. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's official. They're gonna we're gonna play these people. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that was always official. I just didn't know if there was still like terms and stuff Mm-mm. to work out. No, but, they, they go, yeah, they go. So, yeah, so so we we we've got the schedule set. Um, we start the season September third against Morgan State. Um, that doesn't change, so that's our FCS opponent. Um, and then from there, we do the rest of our non-conference schedule. So. Uh, September 10th at Nebraska, September uh, 17th at UAB, um, and then in the non-conference schedule at home against Ball State before we start Sunbelt Conference uh, play against uh, familiar opponents in uh, Coastal Carolina uh, and Georgia State, uh, both on the road. Um, before... Well, State's not really on the road. You know that's a home game. Well, that's that's right. Yeah, that's, that's very true. <laughs> Um, well, we just, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, but just got to beat them. Just gotta beat them. We have to, um, home atmosphere, home atmosphere there, there in, you go. In, in Turner field, whatever, you know, negative 1.0 that, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, uh, James Madison. Um, so, so that kicks off the, the, the new opponents there, October 15th, um, at home. 
then head up to Norfolk, Virginia uh, for Old Dominion, um, then head back home for South Alabama. Um, one of uh, actually, so these next two day, two games, South Alabama and Louisiana on uh, November 5th and November 10th, uh, the only two teams that we'll face out of the West um, and arguably the best two teams out of the West. <laughs> so making the schedule least, just that uh, much harder. Two of the top three. Two of the top three. At least top Some two people top think Troy, right, might make. Obviously, they, they had a down year last year. We should have beat them. Um, but, uh, yeah, they uh, they they could be on the up and up, obviously, with the new coaching staff. Um, you've got uh, second year of Olmec at, uh, at South Alabama. Um, I I think, not to get ahead of ourselves, I think South, South Alabama is my pick to win the West. Um, so, I yeah, I, I think they're going to be – a really good team. I think um, Louisiana is going to take a few steps back. By no means do I think they're going to have like a season like we had last year. Um, I think they're they're still very much a bowl team, um, but I don't think they're just going to uh, run through the conference uh, conference like they did last year. Um, and then uh, and then yeah, in, in the season, Cody, uh, November nineteenth and twenty sixth against Marshall and App State, both at home. Um, and both, you know, arguably the, the two best teams now in the East Division. Um, at least that's probably the way it's going to uh, roll out, uh, maybe with Coastal in the mix there, right, um, in the preseason rankings. Obviously those aren't out yet. but Yeah, um, Coastal, but, Marshall, App will be top three, and yeah. everybody will have a different order as to how they want to put them in there, but that will be the consensus of the top three in the division. Yeah, so, so in the season with that, again, and in with App State, um, on and, Saturday, um, and just to go in and let everybody know, Georgia State will be everybody's sleeper pick for this season too. So there you go; those will be your top three teams. With everybody picking Georgia State to be the sleeper team, yeah. So I mean, just you know, obviously we're not going to go through like team by team and and like do a, a full breakdown or anything that that's to come. We've got plenty of time to to do that, but um, just overall, um, you know where. Before we were looking at um, obviously a, a different schedule when we recorded this. I mean, we the rumor was out there that the teams might join early. Obviously, uh, you know the original idea was that they join in 2023, and then maybe even uh, JMU join in 2024. But uh, but yeah, they they were able to work it out, um, and all four of them join um, this year. So <clears throat> now that we know that, Cody obviously. Uh, the schedule got even tougher than it was before. Um, so how are we thinking? Just kind of high-level overview overall of uh, of of this schedule. Um, uh, you know, I know we're we're late on recording and talking about it, but uh, but yeah, just uh, your your thoughts on the schedule. So, in terms of at least, I guess travel and, and you know when we have away games and home games it's fairly evenly split right like you don't have three or four away games in a row um likewise you don't really have three or four home games in a row so that i think that kind of benefits us um and makes you know that aspect of the schedule okay um again we're at georgia state that's usually a, a very you know home crowd that we have there so it's kind of like we have seven home games in terms of atmosphere in crowd engagement, um, which is always to our advantage. Um, we have a very tough also, turnaround. All on Saturday, too. 
Correct. Well, yeah, except for the Louisiana game. That's a Thursday night game. Um, that I was actually about to say. The, I'm saying all our all our home games. Oh yeah, all our home games. Home games yes, all, all yeah, all on Saturday. Um, and speaking of the Thursday night game, that to me is probably a, a really tough turnaround. You're going to have a, a team in South Alabama that I feel like, not that we have like a rivalry with, but we got we got demolished by them last year. And we should First time have, a, yeah. yeah. And we should have a chip on our shoulder. I mean, that was embarrassing. That was on a Thursday night, I think. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, it was, it was embarrassing to say the least. And we should have a point on that, you know, when they come to town to 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 put it to them and not let up. Um, but we got five days later, we're on the road over to Louisiana, and let's face it, Lafayette is a hard place to play in. Um, Cajun Fields difficult regardless of if they're up or down or whatever the case may be um i don't see them falling off the cliff um so to speak but as matt alluded to earlier i I don't know if they'll be the same high-powered uh team that we should fear like they have been the last couple years obviously Um, you lose levi lewis as a quarterback correct billy napier as the head coach and a and a uh, yeah i mean you lose their their uh top two running backs i believe um, and then a, a bulk of other players that, that entered the transfer portal after Napier left. So I think, um, you know, again, with the addition of the, the new teams, um, the schedule got a lot harder. Um, our home schedule is, is brutal with App and, and Marshall coming at the end of the season. Um, it is... It would be a difficult schedule if we had, you know, a, a coach and system in place that had been here for several years that had already been successful. It's going to be much more difficult with it being first-year coaches and players and and a new system in place. Um, I think we have the coaching staff um, here that can make us competitive. I think talent level-wise, we have brought in talent at certain key positions to make it to where we can be competitive to win in, in all of our games, including, I think, even in Nebraska. Um, but I think there's going to be a learning curve. I think there's gonna we're going to have to kind of feel this year out. Um, I'm, not on the, I'm not on the team in which we're all yelling <laughs> conference championship yeah. and we're going to win eight, nine, ten games. I'm not there right. yet. No. Um, confidently, I think there's three games that we can win. I think there's another two that I put in an if category. And the other six to seven is really, you know, I'm not comfortable saying that we can win those games yet. Um, but that can change. September can prove me wrong um, and show me that, you know, we can be a lot more competitive than than what we obviously showed last year, but that we can go out and make a good run and see how, how far we can do and make a bowl and, and see what we can do with the East. Um, but, no, I think – uh, <laughs> this is going to be a, a very, very difficult year. But I, I don't think it's going to be like it was last year where we were getting blown out by bad teams. Does that make sense? Like, is that... It does. No, it okay. does. And, I, I, you know, I think that's all you can really ask for is, like, will we win more games than we did last year? I think we will. Um, Like you said, I, I agree with you. I think there's three wins on the schedule that 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 we should win if not then it's going to be a really long season you know i I think we should beat morgan state i think we should beat ball state 
Um, and then the third is probably debatable, right? Between maybe a James Madison or Old Dominion. Um, but, and then you have those toss ups, you know, you don't know what will happen at Nebraska. Yeah. I know that's our money game, but you don't know what will happen there. And, and, uh, you know, with, uh, uh, Scott Frost on the hot seat there, um, maybe we just play up for that game. Um, UAB, you know, we stole their offensive line coach. <laughs> uh, we, you know, um, I, I don't know too much. I haven't done too much research on them, right? Of, of uh, I think they what had they a have back senior, or... right? What they have back? I think they they had a pretty senior laden team last year. Um, so maybe you know that's a win. They were a very good team last year, but that doesn't mean that's going to be the case this year. Um, you know, then with. <laughs> coastal uh you know we we've played them close in the years that they've been very very good in a ranked team we've played them close now we but yet we haven't had yeah grace mccall and we still might not play grace mccall because he's (laughs) injured and there's a big question mark there right so there's there's a lot of question marks across the board you know in 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 storylines with this i i think i think we win as at least as many games as we did last year, which I know is not going to make anyone happy with three. I think realistically we could get to five. I think probably the ceiling is six, um, but I think it's realistic too. Um, you know, and, and then from there again, well, let's, let's get to September 3rd and, and see how this plays out. Um, but if, if you you know put a gun to my head right now and ask me, you know, I, I think five to six wins is probably what we're looking at. Um, but I'm what I'm kind of hoping for, I guess, is is six and six, get into a bowl and get a chance for a seventh win. And honestly, and I know a lot of our fans are not going to be happy hearing this. Um, I think that's a huge, huge win and huge success in year one under clay helton um yeah not for sure and, and and not even so much because it's a new staff a new offense a new defense but just because of the schedule that we have and also what we had to work with and what we're building on and where we were last year right so like yeah i like th- that to me if, if if we can get to six wins or even seven wins or certainly if we can get to eight wins i mean the future is really bright and the expectations are really high for 2023 if we can get there. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I know that's a tough uh, pill to swallow for a lot of our fan base because you have, you know, we came off of the summer's years and had the 10 win season, um, you know, but I just, I, that was a really easy schedule, <laughs> a really mm-hmm. easy schedule. It was, I mean, night and day for what this is. So, um, you know, you have to put everything in perspective and I just, you know, I, I, I don't think eight plus wins is anywhere in the realm of, uh, of, of possibility. Um, it could, I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but, um, yeah, I, I think, I think six to seven wins would be, I'd be really, really happy with that. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I would, I would be, I would be ecstatic with six wins at the end of the season and um and being invited to a bowl game um just as you said the schedule is tough um especially within who we play in in the sun belt i mean it's not like it's not like we get an easy draw coming out of the west i mean it's not like we're getting ulm and texas state right you know it we're getting 
South Alabama, and that's the biggest thing. Louisiana. And, and I mean, like, it's. I don't have the old schedule on here, Cody. Maybe you know. Um, don't want to put you on the spot, but like I said, only teams from the West that were playing hell are arguably, you know, or at least two of the top three teams, like you said, of the West and South Alabama and Louisiana. I think didn't we have ULM on the schedule before the new? Yeah, teams we got had. Added? Yeah, Texas because State. we didn't. Yeah, we didn't have because we didn't play them last year. So ULM yeah. was going to be on the schedule. I think Texas State was going to be on the schedule. Which was one um, of our wins last year. The the by team that we were supposed to to skip next year under the old schedule was either going to be Arkansas State or Louisiana. Um. So I don't I don't know I can't remember exactly who it was supposed to be but I know it was one of those yeah. two teams. So you're talking about um, huge upgrades, right? I mean, yeah, even you're, if you're talking yeah. JMU, uh, which is yes an FCS transition team. But, I mean, you're talking about a perennial power in FCS. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think you could argue that they're better than a Texas State or ULM. Yeah. Um, and, heck, even even maybe Arkansas State, the way yeah. they played last year. Um, you know, who knows what they'll do this year under Butch Jones. Yeah, you're two, talking but. about getting, you know, three teams out of the West and then also Troy under the old schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I mean – I don't know. I, I think if if we were playing the old schedule, I would say six and six is is not a guarantee, but pretty darn close. Sure. Um, because of just who we're playing. Um, but now, as you said, this is the best group of five division, hands down, hands yeah. down, best group of five division. Um, it's not even close. And if you look at some statistics, it, it, this division is better than some of the P five divisions that are out there. Hundred percent. So. You know, this is no cupcake. This is no cakewalk. Every every week, we have a quality opponent, home and away. Does not matter. And and that's why you know when I hear you know when I say three maybe five wins right now based on what I know and who we're playing, I don't look at that as a as a slap in the face to the team or to the coaching staff. It's just a realistic. This is where we're at. This is where all the other teams we play are at. And right now they appear to be a little bit ahead of us. It doesn't mean we won't be competitive. It doesn't mean we won't shock some of these teams. You know, we have home against Marshall, App. Um, obviously, Georgia State's always going to be a close game. And you have the other homes against James Madison and South Alabama. So who's to say we don't upset Marshall or App at home, whether it be in rivalry week, and, and pull off a win that we don't expect to see right now? Very quality yeah, should and be I true. Think getting south at home, like I think we got a good shot there. We play coastal pretty well on the road historically, right? I mean, so again, depending on what happens there, we could possibly get that. Um, so yeah, I mean, there there are definitely some toss ups in 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 here where if we're up for it and, and playing well, I think we can win. Um, but yeah, I mean, if again, if you're putting me on the spot, it's it's probably six or less wins. Um, but that's still a positive, you know. So, yeah. and and much like last year, we get you're right. We get the toughest teams at home. Um, I think for the most part. Um, obviously Louisiana on the road, but but again, I I do think they're gonna drop off, um, pretty significantly. And then, really, the only I guess the other like big contender that we get on the road is Coastal, right? Yeah. Um, and I guess state. I guess you could say state. Um, but it, but again, that's like the pseudo home game. Yeah, so. it won't be like a. Yeah, it's not going to be in a in a hostile environment like it would be yeah. if we were going to Marshall or going well, to Coastal. App, honestly, you know. it's not either. 
No, it's not. But our fans don't travel as well to Myrtle yeah. Beach as they do to Atlanta because obviously we have a big alumni base in Atlanta. So it's not really fans traveling. It's just that that's where we have a lot of people that love our university and love the football team. Um, yeah, yeah Coastal is more. If we can if we can beat Morgan State, certainly if we can pull off Nebraska. But let's say we lose that, and let's say we're two and two um, going into Coastal, we beat Coastal. Um, and or we lose to Coastal and we beat UAB, right? And we're three and two going into Georgia State. That place is gonna be rocking with George Southern Bays. I think so. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think we can both agree that we're cautiously optimistic, <laughs> right? Of of, uh, yes. of the season, um, but also, but 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 excited too, you know. And, and and like it's it's a this is a good thing. It's a good thing for the Sunbelt Conference. It's a good thing for the, the East Division of the Sunbelt Conference. Um, we got stronger. It's going to ultimately make us stronger. Are we going to be competitive and, like, win the division first year? Probably not. But, like, I, I, I wouldn't have it any other way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to add these four teams and, yes. and these three teams to the East because it's going to make us better ultimately. Um, so like, like I'm, I'm just really excited. Like, does it mean that we have a couple extra L's on our, on our schedule for at least this year? Yeah, probably it does. Um, you know, playing Marshall's a heck of a lot harder than Texas state. Um, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm excited to compete against them and I'm excited to, um, you know, next year get the chance, uh, you know, for, for us to travel up to, to West Virginia. You know, to play them, and then same yeah. with JMU, and same with... Um, and here's the know, thing, too. Yeah. With being in such a tough division, if you do run the table, I mean, it's almost a guaranteed spot for New Year's Six Bowl. I think so. Um, You know, so, you know, whereas, you know... Because you first look at ended, the, well, the Cincinnati's of the world, and, like, yeah, how the American yeah. has dropped off, because, like, uh, UCF, you know, has had a couple down years, and... um. You know, Memphis isn't as good as they used to be, right? So, like, that's what Cincinnati, like, it, it took them years of that because everybody point, okay, well, yeah, you beat Notre Dame, but then you get an American and, like, this isn't that good of a, of a, of a conference or a division. And then, but, yeah, with, with us, like, I don't think you can say that. Like, you know, um, because, I mean, you – you have an app that's, you know, uh, been considered for New Year Six before. You've got Marshall that has their name recognition. You've got Louisiana. You've got even JMU that, you know, for what it's worth, brings some cred, right? And then and then Coastal that's been kind of the media darling for a while. So, like, I don't think realistically a journalist or a, a voter – um, or, you know, a panel committee member can, like, look at that and, and say, okay, yeah, they went, mm-hmm. they you know, they, they ran the table um, and, and look at all these teams and honestly say, no, they don't deserve it. Correct. So I guess from here it's just uh, we'll see how summer goes and fall. Um, yeah, now it's kind of the um, not really like a dead area, but, you know, it's these guys got to finish class, you know, finish a semester. Um, finish it strong. Obviously, your grades now affect if you can play in fall, um, and then workouts in summer, and then um, and then before you know it, it'll be fall camp, 
and man, that'll be, that's when, that's when things get exciting. For sure. And I, I will, I'll give a quick shout out to, uh, I just thought about this of just talking about like, yeah, the summer conditioning and, and fall camp made me think of the body uh, transformations that we saw, right? Uh, I'm sure people that were plugged into like Twitter saw it. Um, but obviously, <clears throat> strength and conditioning goes without saying how important that is, right? Um, we've one of the big things under Helton was building out that staff, um, not just having one dedicated guy and Robert Steiner, but uh, but adding adding guys to um, to that group. And then adding a nutritionist, a dedicated nutritionist just for football. Um, yeah. and, and we saw several things. Amari Jones, um, I, I know, was one. And, and there were several others that posted just how their bodies transformed um, throughout the spring. And, I mean, it is staggering. <laughs> I mean, it is crazy seeing, like, just the muscle definition and, you know, just, I mean, and, and just the impact that – the dedication to that side of things, um, can do. Um, and you know, I, I think, yeah, that's just a testament to, to coach Helton and the staff. And yeah. Jerry I Binko think it's, well, it's that, of, of and I was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's a testament to, to Binko and the athletic department, um, and their leadership for, for following through with what they said, which that they want to put more resources into the football program and really athletics overall, to be honest, but specifically the football program, um, because, you know, this isn't the eighties anymore, right? Like, like we don't, we shouldn't have to just get by with the Kmart footballs and, and the, right. and the tape going down the helmets. Like, yep. you know, we're here, we need the practice you know, facility. We need the, the nutrition. The competition yep. is, is doing all of this and more, and we need to be out doing our competition and to see the early stages of this investment. And to see the early stages of, you know, the IBF and, and and other resources. We've always been able to do more with less, but that's not sustainable. We shouldn't have to, and it's not sustainable at the FBS level. It's just not. It, it, can, it can work at the FCS level, but, but to have long-standing success at the FBS level, you cannot be a bottom dweller in budgets and facilities and all of these things and personnel. Like you just you have to keep up with Jones. Yeah. You just have to. Um, and and yeah, and I, I think Jared Banco has been a breath of fresh air there, um, realizing that and doing it responsibly, right? I mean, not not just coming in and be like, Yeah, we're just gonna like spend everything on this, but like, you know, doing the the practice facility the way that we're doing it. Um, but you know, getting the nutritionist, getting, building out the strength and conditioning staff, like it's, it's baby steps. Like you can't do everything at once, but it's, it's that commitment to excellence, you know, that they keep talking about. Um, and it's going to look different than it's going to look at USC, obviously. Um, or, you know, most P5 programs, but, um, you got to start somewhere. So, uh, yeah, just really excited about that aspect of it that, you know, I think, goes somewhat unnoticed right I, I know there's been some attention to it um but you know i know this podcast we haven't talked too much about that that side of things so i i think that is important um to to note uh you know that that 
foundation building, right, of, of, of the program and not just the more sexy parts of <laughs> the new offense and, uh, you know, the, uh, the main coaching staff and all of that. All right. Well, this will probably be it, I guess, probably till what, July or August? I would think July or August, obviously, if anything, like, monumental happens right we'll we'll yeah uh we'll figure it out and and get on to record but but yeah i i think this will be it for for a while hopefully this uh abuses everyone i know people have been <laughs> for for an episode here for a while for something um, for, for something. something yeah um but i i think we were able to hit on a lot of points and in, in and yeah in a short amount of time um so uh, yeah, as always, give us your feedback, spread the love, uh, tell other people about us. Um, yeah, you know, we're, in, in we're all on the socials, four. but yeah. we mainly interact on Twitter. That's usually the one that we, we keep up with mainly on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're, we're on, we're on Instagram, barely check that, <laughs> trying to get better <laughs> about Facebook. Um, cause I know we do have a big following there. That's not, uh, or, or a, a big potential audience anyway on, on Facebook yeah. that's not on Twitter. So, um, yeah, uh, reach out to us on any of the socials, give us topic ideas, give us, uh, yes. feedback, uh, good or bad. Um, yes. Talked and, about that. Uh, and yeah, just looking forward to kick it off season five. Is it five now? And, and well, and also I thought about this, uh, first one, with a new head coach because we kicked off in 2018 with Lunsford. So uh, just really looking forward to having, yeah, just something right different to talk about. So, um, yeah, season five. and yeah. um, But hold on. Before we get – I think we have to get a shout-out to a couple of our other athletic programs that have, that oh, have yeah, done well. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I thought about Women's too, golf, but, yep. for sure. Women's golf Sun won Belt the Sunbelt Championship. Huge accomplishment. Yeah. Did not expect that at all. Um, so in a first year coach too. Um, so congrats to them. Um, you know, a lot gets talked about our men's golf team for obvious reasons. Um, for, for, yeah, rightly so. Um, but for our ladies to go out there and to win and compete and to bring home that trophy. And I think they won the individual, um, uh, one of our golfers was, was a top golfer that whole weekend. So they brought home the individual medal. So again, fantastic all the way around um obviously rifle another tremendous season yeah Yeah. another again another one of our women's teams that have done really really well youngest Uh, youngest varsity yes one team at at the school and just like yes i mean i mean establish themselves as one of the best Yes, and they go up against really tough competition. A lot of military institutions they go up against too. Yeah, VMI, North Georgia. So shout out to them because uh, they won the Southern Conference, I think, uh, this year. They did. In that. So yep. uh, let's see what else. The Clay Rifle Team. Clay Rifle Team. They can't win out, and but, they won. Yeah, I, I don't know offhand like what division that is, but I know the division they're it's in. A, it's a lot of big yeah. teams. I mean, it's a lot of big names. Like, Texas, I believe, was was like second or third place in, in, a, in a team that they beat. So, I, again, yeah, you, you talk about like the um, – the air rifle and, and being in the Citadel, you beat Texas and play <laughs> shooting. I feel like that's pretty good. Um, that is, that is big. Right. That is big. Um, oh, and there was one more that I wanted to, Oh, the cheerleading mm-hmm. cheerleading. They won their again, ninth. I think, again, don't quote me on that, but I think ninth eighth. title. I think eighth. they said eighth. Okay. Something. Yeah. It's, it's close. There. I think it's, it's the there. most, it's close yeah. to 10. 
and and yeah i mean how impressive is that that is just very impressive oh man so a lot to be um happy about you mentioned them obviously haven't had conference championship yet right but they starts tomorrow starts tomorrow um apparently they're going to try to get 36 holes in tomorrow or on april the 24th okay i know that probably when this gets released it'll that'll probably be over with so this is recorded before that, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so, they begin on I mean, Sunday. They're certainly favorites, right, to win. They've won a couple tournaments already. Won the the home tournament that they do. Uh, beat you know some big names there in Notre Dame and mm-hmm. you know other other schools. Um, yeah, turn it into a golf school, Cody. That's <laughs> yes, um, golf and shooting. Golf and shooting. All we need, all we need next is a is a fishing team. Right. And I'm sure we'll, which, we'll start. Which I think that we do one. have a bass fishing team that's fairly like pretty good. I just um, don't think it's as like well known as like the clay target shooting and stuff. But, um, gotcha. But but yeah, I mean, and and then and then I think we'd be remiss without giving a shout out to baseball. Right. Yes. National ranking, first time since 2013. Um, yes. Nineteen. Going for the sweep tomorrow. In baseball America, uh, twenty five in uh, the D one baseball dot com, I believe poll, which is the one that most people follow. Um, but ranked in both. Uh, had a heartbreaker against Florida State uh, here, you know, uh, midweek. But but yeah, going for the sweep tomorrow against South Alabama. Um, swept Georgia State, beat the tar out of them. That was great, <laughs> right? Yes. Uh, and um, and yeah, just, yeah, because they came in on a high horse, you know, whole eight game win streak, yada 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 yada, business, and yeah. So um, yeah, really excited to see what uh, what Rodney Hennon and, and and that team continues to do. Um, yeah. And uh, and yeah, I, I think I think they've got. I think shout out to them. Women's basketball, even though they didn't win the conference, I think they have improved and they are looking like they're on the upward trend. So a lot to be excited about, not just football, um, not just men's sports, but overall women's our women's program. We have a lot of women's programs that is doing fantastic and and deserve to be recognized for what they do. Maybe we become a golf podcast if this all goes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Wonder what we'll change our name to. We, we, we lose to Morgan State. We're going to be a golf podcast. Um, so, we'll rebrand, have a new name. Yeah. <laughs> Got a four. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so on that note, uh, we'll pick it up sometime late this summer probably unless uh, yes. some kind of big news happens. and. Um, After we can read Phil Steele's book and then reverberate go. everything that he says and sounds smart. Two dollars on that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. And uh, and yeah, Cody is always hail Southern. Hail Southern, Matt. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gata Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.